This is Small Town News. I'm Keith. I'm Neil. I'm George. And I'm Craig. And what we do each session is read Small Town Newspaper articles from Small Town Newspapers somewhere across the United States. We are reading these articles for the first time. They are provided to us by the wonderfully talented but the woefully underpaid Dr. Saxon. Woohoo! From those articles, we might take a character, a situation, maybe just a singular word, and we're going to improvise stories around it. We're just trying to make big stories out of Small Town News. Where are we today, George? We'll get to that in a second, but first, no. there's a picture <laughs> on the email, and it looks like cave drawings, like from Paleolithic times, perhaps? Maybe crabs? Maybe crabs. The first caveman crabs? Caveman crabs. But <laughs> that's what I was going to ask. So, Craig, you think they're crabs. Keith, what do you think it's a picture of? The middle one looks like a crab. The one to the left of the crab looks like... <laughs> wait a minute. Hold up. Hold up. I think it is an uh, artistic depiction of an ancient belly flop contest. Yes. I was thinking it looked a lot like the one in the middle, at least, a big fat man. Who's kind of laying that's on a, his, That's on great belly flop form. It is. <laughs> it does look like belly flop, like how to. I mean, he's got a head up times. too, so that he doesn't smash his face. Look at that. It's not a face flop. That is an interesting thought, though, right? We think about cavemen as like sitting around making tools, chasing after food, eating whatever they can find. We don't think about what they did recreationally. For At least fun. I don't. So I feel like they didn't Apparently, I do. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to say that this is an early caveman's attempt. This was the first brainstorming attempt at creating Sputnik. Sputnik? Yeah. The the Russian um That is correct. Satellites. These are Russian cavemen. That is a level up. <laughs> they they got started on this real quick. And that one in the middle is is a Russian man thinking of Sputnik or that Sputnik? I think it's supposed to be Sputnik. That's gotcha. that's that is the best different answer I can give. <laughs> It was, it was hard the, to explain around the campfire. Just yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's hard with the language. Okay. It's limited language, but Sputnik was Crunk, one of the first words. Hear me out. So beyond this spectrum that we know is the dirt and the land, there is an atmosphere. And beyond that atmosphere, wait, where's everybody going? Dirt and dirty. Wait, wait they're levels dirt. to the skies. We have more dirt to dig. We got to get started now. I have to hunt or gather. There are there are Americans across the oceans. Okay, I didn't even tell you about oceans. Oh, okay. we're going to do the belly flop contest. <laughs> I'm with Grog. I'm going to make Russia. <laughs> no, we are Russia. There are other Americans. Oh, otherwise we I'm going to make fought. America. Well, they go away. This is a private meeting, Grunk. <laughs> we are we're having a war, but it's not a warm one. Fire war. We don't fight. No, no, we're not hot fighting. war. No, no. <laughs> We just, we just, we just, we just kind of see that each dirt other. war. That's not okay. I mean, <laughs> belly flop war. <laughs> uh, I've been in a couple of belly flop wars. Those are real. Yes. Sticks are hot. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. hell with it. It's a belly flop war. <laughs> All right, I'm, hold on. I'm going to paint it. You can paint on the wall real quick. That's right. Let's nice form. form. <laughs> hot form. <laughs> I was talking to somebody about recreation, and they were saying that <laughs> Hunter concept. No, that with hunter gatherers, and they were saying that they could do everything they needed to do in a day in like three hours, if it was hunting or picking berries, whatever. And so they had a lot of time to think about recreation and belly, belly flops contests. Yeah. And what we've done with our technology is we've made our work day much longer. Like longer than Dickensian in England orphans would have had to have because we, you know, working 10, 12 hour days was never right. the norm back in the day. Certainly not with. So, but I like men. air conditioning. So I'll work a little longer just to, to have air conditioning. air conditioning. Yeah. Yeah. But we've, we've made our lives more complicated and we have less recreation now than our forefathers who were doing belly flop let's contests talk, and painting about it. Which is why I'm excited about going to the gym that wasn't open this morning because of snowpocalypse. Lunk alarm. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, let's talk about complicated for a second. First off, <laughs> how did Dickensian orphans work into your 
into your argument just now. Like, I, I, what? Well, no, so he likes the word Dickensian. I do. I like the word Dickensian orphan. I, was gonna say, I, I also word. think that that's wrong because they worked them like 14 yeah, I was hours about a day. To say, but I don't think they did. I think they worked them like eight hours a day. And, and eight hours of recreation. So, right. so labor crying. laws came into effect so that we wouldn't work kids and wouldn't work them 70, 80 hours a but week. But I think if we look back, I think their work week were actually shorter than what we do now. So Dickensian orphans had it much better it than our kids. Than a Dickensian yes. orphan. <laughs> yes. We have we have changed we have changed our I don't think our that's our argument that anybody has ever tried to make. I'm going to Google Dickensian orphan work week. So <laughs> second off, who is who is this that's measuring how long cavemen worked in a day? Uh, caveman mostly. They they did no, cave drawings of it. No, 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 they 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 had time cards up on the wall. <laughs> I think that's also presuming you found the caveman's sweet spot, right? So like if you if you found the caveman's garden of Eden so that you could hunt and gather within a half mile radius, that's probably cool, but yeah. how do you measure the length of the workday? Cuz they cave, they found three ceramic pots and like Timmy, how long do you think it take to make that? I don't know, I could probably do one of those in about 6 hours, I don't know. And that's all they did for 4,000 years. They didn't do shit all day. Just your statement sounded good. I don't agree with any of the premises within it. So I think the the question in addition to how do you measure a caveman's workday is why would you measure a caveman's workday? Well, if you're a caveman, you care about it. But do you? Because really what understand? you're looking for is food. They don't even understand time, I assume. <laughs> see, see, okay, see, now we get to the real root of the problem. See, there I am projecting that I understand how a caveman's mind works. <laughs> <laughs> Me sitting there. And well, I, there goes that bright thing in the sky yeah. disappearing again. Uh, that is the only that happened yesterday. <laughs> I can only assume that that is the only concept of time they have. Is oh, it's right above us. Oh, it's heading back that way. Uh, it's Groghog Day all over again. Wrap it up, guys. Wrap it up. The first country to int- introduce an eight-hour workday by law for factory and fortification workers was Spain. In what year? Eighteen ninety-seven. Keith. Nineteen oh six. Craig? 1918. One dollar, Bob. 1593. Oh, wow. That's like... I know. It's crazy. A while back. Yeah. That's like at least 20 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) That's late Renaissance. So That's that's a while ago. Yeah. But it does say that the modern eight-hour workday movement dates back to the Industrial Revolution in Britain, where industrial production and large factories transformed working lives. At that time, working day could range between 10 and 16 hours. Work week was six days a week. Use of child labor was common, but then I guess they dialed that back with the Industrial Revolution. Here's a light bulb. Uh, so we're going to turn this on and extend your workday by six more hours because we can see what you're doing now. Less hands will get mangled. Yeah. Because you can see the machine. <laughs> so no knocking off early today with your so mangled hand. That stuff didn't happen for much longer. Yeah. Yeah. Triangle shirt waste fire was the mm. first push for workplace safety. And that wasn't even a big push. I'm sorry, what were those words? <laughs> Triangle. Triangle shirtwaist factory fire okay. in New York. I heard that that was most of the words I heard. Okay. <laughs> There's a very famous tragedy that occurred in yes. New York City. Yes, yeah. it is. How and many it, words? It led to- was that two words or four? Or- <laughs> four. <laughs> okay, just. <laughs> yeah, was it a waist shirt or shirtwaist? Just. <laughs> My brain heard those four words, but my brain also put several of them together. So the <laughs> so the last big sort of similar tragedy, of course, this was in a multi-story building, so you had ladies jumping out of windows, but they had chained the doors shut for the exits um, to the fire escapes because they didn't want people sort of sneaking out and 
doing things. So there was only one way in and one way out. So when the fire started, there were lots of people who couldn't get out of the building. Very similar to what happened in North Carolina. Hamlet. Yep, in Hamlet at chicken, the chicken, chicken plant. Yeah. yeah. And uh, had a bunch of people die because they chained doors That was closed. recent. Yeah. Yeah, that was in the last 20 years. Yeah. Yeah, so employers suck. So, George, we're bad people. That's okay. We can belly flop. We're going to belly right. flop right into our town for this week, which is... Churubusco, Indiana. All and right. the Churubusco News. Yeah, Chupacabra, <laughs> Indiana. Churubusco, locally known as Busco, is located in northern Indiana near the Michigan border. Chicago is 150 miles west of the town, and Detroit is 180 miles northeast. Churubusco is home to 1,900 residents and is part of Smith Township in Whitley County. The current town was once two separate towns called Union and Franklin. In 1848, when the two towns were each large enough for a post office, and the U.S. Postmaster General ordered the adjoining towns to apply for a joint post office. So they put Union and Franklin together and got Churubusco. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Maybe they liked churros. Maybe. Maybe that was one town. Right, and they had a bus station. Yes, yep, Churubusco. Then they got corporated. Yes, Uh, but the Postmaster also denied the use of Union and Franklin for the new town because those names were already taken by other Indiana locations. Look at Jess. She knew where we were heading. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. The townspeople wanted Did their new town. Did you see Caveman Sputnik coming? <laughs> I bet not. <laughs> and we had this whole thing where we created Russia. She should write down the places she thinks we'll go. Like as the great Karnak? together. Yeah. Um, so that, oh, look, the townspeople wanted their new town to still have a patriotic name, and Eliza Rich, a school teacher, proposed Churubusco. In 1847, during the Mexican American War, the U.S. won a large victory, the Battle of Churubusco, in Mexico. As an added bonus to this patriotic name, Eliza was certain that no other Indiana town would already have that designation. Can I ask a geographic question? Is India on the border with Mexico? India? Indiana, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say no. <laughs> India is In- India's not. not. Indiana? No, it no, is not either. No, no. They have a, there's, there's a couple of states. But, but there weren't really any good town names after the Canadian-American War. <laughs> is that what it was? So they had to go to the other border. <laughs> but we have like a Mesa something in North Carolina, like a little crossroads town. Named after a, a battle in the Mexican-American War. It is. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, one yeah, of the sure. guys who grew, who grew up in, in the area and helped name the town was, I guess, a soldier in the Spanish-American War. And interesting, blah blah blah. Okay, because yeah. I when I drove through it one day, I was like, "What in the hell? How did this happen?" And you stopped and asked a man at the gas station. No, I got <laughs> to uh, I got to wherever I was going, and I typed in the name of the town. Oh, gotcha. Okay, yeah, I, I googled it. Do you still ask the man at the gas station for information? I think it's kind of fun. Yeah, like you ask corrections. <laughs> so, but like now. If you're lost, Oh, so I'm trying to That's, find the local that is constabulary. I don't do anymore that I used to do a lot. You did right, but. Yeah. I think the nature of gas stations have changed, they, too. For sure, yes. Yeah, I mean, it used to be like a little family-owned mom-and-pop thing. Yeah. Where Somebody that had been in the area for a while. More with no direction than they were the chains. Yeah, yeah. and it normally had um, a, a mechanic shop attached, so yeah. a gas station was right. inclusive. It wasn't a convenience store yeah. that sold gas. So now you get like a 22-year-old who couldn't give two shits about where you are or what you're doing. They don't know the road that they're located no, on at the moment. they don't. <laughs> they also don't have the map rack to direct you to if they don't know. Just buy a map. Yeah. That doesn't yeah. exist anymore either. <laughs> what happened to Brand McNally? Uh, that's a good question. What do they make now? I drove across the country 
multiple times using a Rand McNally map. Yeah, that in the car. That, road Atlas. It? I've got a Road yeah. Atlas. You still have it? Yeah, it's in your car. It's it's funny you bring that up. I was just thinking about that Road Atlas not a couple of minutes ago because when we mentioned Indiana, that's one of those states that when I was driving cross country, I went through just a tiny little bit of it. And so I you could say you did. Well, no, it was because it was on the way. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> To Chicago. But that's one of those things where it's like, I wish I still had that atlas, but I don't. Because we used a highlighter right. the entire yeah, yeah, time yeah. Wow. That's cool. and mapped And if you were a we triple – so I was a triple A member, and you would – a few weeks before you'd go on your trip, call them up. You'd tell them where you were going, where you were starting, where you were ending, and they would send you a highlighted roadmap. Oh, really? On wow. your trip. Yeah. I thought it was so they'd let you let them know you might be in that area in case you needed a flat. No, tires. like I, I remember getting like the whole highlighted bit and telling you where to turn and where to go. This was in the I was in college the last That's time cool. I did it. Yeah. Now I just map quest. There you go. <laughs> Golly, I've uh, heard that phrase in so long. Print it out and put it on the seat beside you. The word Churubusco is a Spanish corruption of a Nahuatl phrase that means the place of hummingbirds. Nahuatl or that's how I've chosen to say it, is one of many languages spoken by the Aztecs, and the original Churubusco was a temple near modern-day Mexico City for worshiping a Keith word, the Aztec god of war. Huitzilopochtli? Yes. Um, While you might think that a town whose name means the place of hummingbirds would have those birds as the mascot or something, you would be absolutely wrong. (laughs) Instead, the Indiana town's nickname is Turtle City, USA! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he said with excitement <laughs> that's what he says as the, the gas station attendant <laughs> okay can you tell me how to get to turtle city usa <laughs> also that is the worst beach boys song ever written <laughs> it would be awful uh the town got the nickname thanks to a local legend about the beast of busco the beast is allegedly an enormous snapping turtle that lives in a seven acre lake outside of town Oscar Falk, a farmer who owned the lake, first reported seeing the huge creature in 1898. He told others, but his story didn't gain much attention or belief. In 1948, Aura Blue and Charlie Wilson were fishing on the same lake, and they reported seeing a 500-pound snapping turtle. Most snapping turtles weigh 10 to 35 pounds, and the largest snapping turtle on record weighed 75 pounds. A journalist for a newswire picked up the story, and soon the lake was flooded with tourists. State police were called in to help manage traffic. Gail Harris, who owned the lake and the surrounding farmland, had the lake drained in order to find the turtle. We had this amazing creature in here. Let's kill it. But no turtle was found in the emptied lake. After the lake had been drained and then refilled, Gail hired a deep-sea diver to look for the turtle. No, but Mm. Didn't we just solve that? Yeah, exactly. The problem is she... By draining the lake, she drained up the tourist interest, and she needed to get that back. Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh. She hired a deep-sea diver to look for the turtle, whom locals were now calling Oscar, after the man who reported the first sighting. But the wrong diving equipment was delivered to the farm, and the dive was canceled. What's they the deliver? wrong? Was it... <laughs> Like was the a big metal like, suit that they wore in World War II? Just one, it was a really long straw. <laughs> <laughs> just breathe on this. It was, <laughs> one, it was the one from that movie with uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. And, yeah, that's um, the one I was thinking yeah, of. Yeah, De Niro. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jerry Maguire? Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> that would be the wrong diving equipment for Dan. Show sure. me the turtle! <laughs> Oscar the turtle was never found, but the town has an annual Turtle Days Festival. And there is a small concrete statue of a turtle on the sidewalk. 
near an intersection in downtown Busco. It doesn't weigh 500 pounds. I don't want to see it. I know. Small That's the only way you're going to get a 500-pound turtle is if you make it out of concrete and put it in the middle of town. Right. There's no 500-pound turtle in that lake. uh, And we're basically two guys who are not scientists. Who were fishing. Yeah. Who were already fishing. And so the little fish they caught that was this big, by the time they got home, it was that big. Right. So 500-pound turtle. Think about how big that would be, Neil. How big would 500 pounds be? Like a tortoise? (laughs) No, it's going to be bigger than that. How big do aren't aren't those big old tortoises? Well, a like teenage four, mutant ninja turtle is probably two hundred and thirty, <laughs> right? And he's but he's still growing, so he's double just, that. Yeah, he's in his teenage teenage well, I was say we've recently discussed the weight of animals versus humans and their general yes. strength. They're dense. Um, Wait, you're saying a tortoise is five hundred pounds? That's no longer no old... longer impressive. I'm thinking like a dinosaur. It's not a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> the big tortoises that you see at the uh the i was about to say fair it's not at the fair the one the one that they wind up out in front of tractor supply every once in a while have you seen that one yes that guy he's he's got to be what is up with that few hundred pounds i don't know dude (laughs) it's crazy right i was thinking like an turtle right yeah have you not seen him keith apparently not (laughs) there's a guy who owns two very large tortoises and every once in a while you will see him in the parking lot at Tractor Supply or, or Walmart sometimes. The beast of Tractor Supply. Wait. Yeah. And he has these two giant tortoises out there, and you can bring your kid over and pay him money, and you can have your kid touch the turtle. Or Here? Have yes. <laughs> how, in your hometown. Wait, how big is, this, is, is these turtles? The Galapagos tortoise are the largest tortoise in the tortoise. I don't know what you call multiple ones in the turtle. world. Males can weigh more than... 500 pounds and females average about 250 pounds but the picture so is it like is it like as big as an ankylosaurus <laughs> <laughs> well then i don't want to hear about wait, it. put it next to a car how big is it next to wait, a car wait how is he are they in the back of a trailer yes and then he parks the trailer okay and lets them get out and they're usually just sitting there covered in a littered mess of celery and carrots because they don't move much in right? the parking lot i don't know yes you see them i i think they get fed up with the kids at some point because i've seen them sort of Booking it, I guess you'd call it for a turtle, like or tortoise. They're like moving on along. It's like good deal, but you wonder if they're like, oh, we're going to town. Wait, like, <laughs> so would you estimate that these turtai that this guy has are like? No, that's a shirt waist. Sorry, are they like? Are they like three hundred some pounds? Like I'd I, say three to four hundred yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, they're, yeah, they're, they're how am I not? This is I look. Don't. I would just see them randomly, accidentally driving down the road from from coming from Riverbend, like in the back, back of, of town. His no, no, like no. outside of like tractor around, supply, like walking down that side of the highway. I He's apparently. just like sitting there in a cowboy hat and the uniform you would expect a guy that has two giant torso tool. Come on back, kids. <laughs> Come touch my turtle. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly Apparently it. I got blinders on when I drive past. <laughs> no, that sounds all wrong. Yeah, he's got a I'm sorry. Come touch my tortoise. It's not a turtle. <laughs> it's a tortoise. <laughs> Better? Yeah. <laughs> We're just, yeah, just. Mm. <laughs> no, but well, we, getting back to the Beast of Busco, if it was only if, if that's the size Doesn't of a good. is that the, is that the size of a normal turtle? Why were they so impressed by one that was in their lake? There's a snapping turtle that's probably forty pounds right off of our dock, and is that Ooh. big? Yes, yeah. he is so, massive. So is he bigger? Did than you guys him? see him when y'all were down there? Yes, I mean he's like he's like that. So he's so a big old dude because they're thinner. Tortoises are tall and yeah. fat. So this, so the. Snapping turtle being that big means they, they it's have a bigger, bigger house. They have, they have a taller house. Taller house. a tortoise Yeah, has. like two-story. Yeah. yeah. Um, Shell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just want to make sure they weren't like... Snapping, wait, snapping oh, turtles oh, got oh, a flat. I want us all to imagine Keith in a lab coat. <laughs> 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 As he's, wait, say that again. What, what is it? 
shell. <laughs> I just want to make sure that this tortoise doesn't have like a nest somewhere. And it's like, nature gave you a nest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've uncovered got a mobile a, home. We've uncovered a turtle nest here, guys. <laughs> One turtle's in it, and it's hard. <laughs> but like 500 pounds. I mean, when you talk about sea turtles and all that sort of stuff. Right. Most turtles are pretty big, right? I mean, we're. Yeah, how big is a sea turtle? How much is that weigh? I don't know. You better look it up. There are several different kinds. Depends as well. on if we're talking like. 1999 turtle or 1496 turtle right because the 1496 they, turtle is well well they probably use four thousand pounds kilograms yeah, they did they well they use yeah. turtle grams turtle grams yeah shell guys it's what? a shell <laughs> guys what are we doing what are we doing <laughs> yeah, what is the largest sea turtle looks like it's the leatherback this uh, is they that, weigh oh, as it. much as two dickensian orphans <laughs> they are six feet Long can be up to six feet long. Usually, Neil keeps us on track, but we've encountered the fact that he's a fan of turtles and tortoise. I'm enjoying blowing. Like I always like a comparison, right? So if what they're saying is, "Oh my God, this thing is massive," and like there are all these other turtles that are size of a normal turtle, but no one ever knew this was literally one guy saying, "Like I saw a giant turtle." But then to find out the giant isn't all that big. No, they found out nothing. They didn't find. <laughs> they they, they did not find a turtle from the sound. But of it, I, let I, alone a giant one. But the guy says it was five hundred pounds, and everybody goes, "That's huge." But then come find out, that's just like it's the size not. of a normal turtle. Like I see that at Tractor Supply, man. Like, see, come I don't on. even want to go to Tractor Supply to see that well, turtle because it's not impressive anymore. They should rename Tractor Supply is, Busco Turtle Town. I was going to say what? <laughs> turtle Town. <laughs> what is impressive is watching two tortoises. Walk down the side of Highway 17 in front of Tractor Supply. That's what's impressive. Okay. Because they're running away from kids. Because it's probably. Yeah. And it's just so out of place. I was about to say, because I don't believe you. And it's not because I don't trust you. It's <laughs> I cannot. Your brain is rejecting. Un- my brain will, n- will reject this image I keep trying to put into it. I've seen it. I've got a picture somewhere well, in my phone. Have you guys, seen, have you guys seen the kangaroo out in front of Walmart? The what? The kangaroo out in front of Walmart? <laughs> I heard kanger. <laughs> kangaroo? <laughs> Have you seen the guy standing out in front of Walmart with a canker sore? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't approach Every him. day. Don't approach Every him. Day. Now, Wh- that which I believe, one? That I believe. It's the size of a tortoise shell. <laughs> 500 pounds? Yeah. I believe that, too. Yeah. He's got a 500-pound canker sore. <laughs> that is more believable than tortai at Tractor Supply. How much does he charge you to touch it? <laughs> <laughs> Pictures are free. (laughs) He pays you, baby. He pays you. Why am I able to better picture a kangaroo in front of a Walmart? With a canker sword. Do you know why? A giant tortoise. Do you know why? Because Tractor Supply is a reasonable place. When you go there, you feel like you know know exactly. I'm going to contest that. If, If they allow a guy to just. Use their parking lot as a tortoise petting zoo. Let me tell you this. I don't care what kind of business I own. If somebody comes up and says, can I let my tortoise out in your parking lot so kids can play with it? The answer will always be yes. Unless it's kangaroo day. I don't know. Case, that could be fun, right? Yeah, but they, they don't mix, right? What if the kangaroo adopts I, the tortoise I've never and seen. puts it's it in, in his pouch? pouch. <laughs> a 500-pound tortoise in a kangaroo pouch. Right. <laughs> this is not what God wanted. <laughs> If, if if I own a nail salon, I will let you put so, tortoise in the front. So now we know what the signs say of the protesters who are out in the parking lot. This is not what God wanted. 
Be careful. Kangaroo looks like it has a giant underbite. <laughs> Turns out it's just a 500-pound leatherback tortoise shell. <laughs> i got to tell you, I'll let tortoises in my parking lot before I'll let a lot of other people in my parking lot. Oof. Did you finish your paragraph? <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, there's yep. a small concrete yeah, yeah. statue. Oh, yeah, did. Look at that. Yeah. All right. Let's get off turtles. Good luck. <laughs> Sharon Wichman Jones. Wickman? Let's go with Wickman. Sharon Wickman Jones was born in Detroit and moved to Busco in 1973 with her husband, David. Five years before getting married and settling in Busco, Sharon had been a swimmer at the 1968 Olympics in Mexico City. She was 16 years old at the time. Her events were the 100-meter and 200-meter breaststroke. She won a gold medal for the 200-meter event and a bronze for the 100. For the breaststroke, quote, the swimmer is on their chest and their torso does not rotate. This style is the most popular recreational. Talking about recreation earlier. All right. Yeah, this come from the caveman. This style. Belly flop. Oh, my I God. I forgot about that. Oh, my God. All right, here we go. Oh, uh, man. Holy I was shit. a hell of a lot closer holy than I shit. thought. All right, this style is the most popular recreational swimming style because it can be done comfortably at slow speeds and does not require the swimmer's head to be underwater for long periods. While Chad at the local pool might move slowly in such a stroke, Sharon did not. She swam the 200 meter in 2 minutes and 14 seconds and the 100 meter in 1 minute and 16 seconds. Humans have been swimming the breaststroke since the Stone Age. The oldest documentation of this swimming style can be found in Libya, in the cave of the swimmers, which has 10,000-year-old illustrations of people swimming the breaststroke. So I was closer than I ever should have been. And yeah. actually, we don't know it's the breaststroke because there's not little wavy lines on the picture. <laughs> there's nothing. They're, they're falling to the void. There's nothing it's to suggest that the torso is not rotating. <laughs> right. I it's think a belly that, flop. I think it's certainly an alternate explanation. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, they didn't show us Keith the bottom looks, of the cave. Keith where the looks water mad was about drawn. it. No, because because there there were no water lines. Yeah, I, right. I'm with you. I, it very much could still be Russian cavemen in Libya. Sputnik. I'm not believing it. I, don't you want to see the bottom of the cave down there? See if the water lines are down at the bottom, like he was falling from space. That's also a valid like point. like Sputnik falling. That's, that's Sputnik making so land. Splat, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, so swimming Splat, in the air. Splashnik. Splashnik. Yeah. Air swimming. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> air swimming. Some people say flying. I call it air swimming. <laughs> air swimming through space. Air swimming. Well, there's no air in space. So just swimming. That's just swimming. So it's it's that middle area between space and the water. <laughs> That's air swimming. <laughs> falling. Oh, it's only falling for like a brief moment. Yeah. The Once, end. The end. Yeah. And then you do belly flop, whether you're a human right. or a Sputnik. And if you've yeah. survived, maybe you breaststroke. So it's, <laughs> it could all be the same picture. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what to do with all this. <laughs> it's, it's just we a got, hard day. It's a hard man, day. It's a, <laughs> Lots of things. So many things. All the things. <laughs> Cherubusco is located near the headwaters of Eel River. Eel River is 94 miles long and eventually flows into the... Into the Wabash, Ohio, and Mississippi rivers. The Miami peoples who lived in the area before colonialization called the river Chimpicawakama. 
That's too many eyes in that word. What's going on here? You have to say each one of them. Sapipiwa. <laughs> what is what going is, on what here? What is the punctuation mark that makes the end of that go? Wah! <laughs> <laughs> that, that is my exasperation oh, okay. at the fact that I have a word here that has, wait a minute, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight letters. And of those eight letters, five. Yeah. five of them are the letter I. Okay. Would it make it easier if there was a water symbol at the bottom? It would make it easier for me if somebody in history decided, you know, it's just one eye here. Word swimming. That's it. <laughs> just one eye. Well, and the one before that has a lot of ease. There are a lot of vowels going on here. Yeah. Um, but I think more importantly, l- let's see to what this translates to. <laughs> so all those vowels translates to... River of snakefish or river of eels. Snakefish is a very appropriate term for eels. Yeah. Right. American eels can be found in any body of fresh water that connects to the Atlantic Ocean. These eels grow up to four feet long and weigh up to 17 pounds. I, they only spawn in the Sargasso Sea, an area in the Atlantic Ocean off of the North American coast. Female what, is, what does spawn mean? That's when they have their babies? Or that's when they mate. That's when mate. they get it on. Okay. They only mate in the Sargasso Sea. They don't mate out here. Apparently. Yeah. That doesn't seem right. That's good it? news, though. You're not going to get your leg humped by a wayward, <laughs> what, what, what is it called? Snakefish. Snakefish. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only reason I go to the Sargasso Sea. <laughs> in the springtime. I'll tell you what, if I got into a body of water and that happened to me just once, I don't know if I can get into water again. That that seems traumatizing. Don't go to the Sargasso Sea. I'm, I'm not going to. Sargasso Sea is not a sea there, right? It's part of the Atlantic Ocean. It's yeah, just an area. it's right off the Gulf Stream. Okay. Most seas are parts of oceans. But they mate there, and then they swim all the way back here? Sounds like it. Huh. Aren't there other animals that have, like, like, you always hear about elephant mating grounds. I mean, I don't know how close they always. are. Always. <laughs> In the springtime. What are y'all reading? <laughs> Apparently not elephant quarterly. <laughs> Have you heard about the guy that's got a baby elephant in front of the food line? <laughs> he takes it there just so everybody can watch it mate. <laughs> just imagine you were in the Sargasso Sea and this was an eel. <laughs> no. So, salmon. But, salmon. That's salmon. what we hear about. Salmon but, and trout. But and whales. Whales mate. Well, Wait, yeah. Do they yeah. have specific areas of the ocean they oh, mate we were, I was, yeah, thought, I was thinking do. about tr- okay. like things that travel. To mate but, specifically. But but Sargasso Sea is how far away from... And it's a long way, right? Yes. I has got to swim all the way. Why did they come back here? Yeah, you got to pay a captain like $400 to get you there. Yeah. <laughs> why would they come Where's back Where's the here? eel getting that Yeah, money? where do they get that kind of money? Yeah, why don't the eels Look, just live they there? only work an hour and a half a day. So it's not a Dickensian orphan. The rest no. of it is recreation. <laughs> That's right. So they're swimming <laughs> recreationally. But, um, if, but if you were an eel, wouldn't you just stay there? Why do they come back here? <laughs> I think we're getting into the psychology of eels, and I'm yeah. not a not certified. And we only talk about the psychology of cavemen. That's it. <laughs> That's right. Hey, back to being on track. The eggs remain in the Sargasso Sea until they hatch. Juvenile eels called glass eels, that one makes less sense to me, then swim into freshwater rivers and lakes. These eels are, quote, extremely mobile, unquote, and able to move to new freshwater sources by slithering across wet grass for long distances. American eels are also able to climb trees and cross other vertical barriers like walls. No. Could you imagine... Like walking. That's a, a park. snake. That's not an eel. That's a snake. Right. And then 
jeez, oh, I don't want to compare it to that. I hate snakes. But yeah, and then just an eel climbing uh, a wall. Just 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 falls on you because it lost its grip going up a tree for some reason. <laughs> ah, 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 ah. <laughs> I don't know. I guess that's Could you all imagine the eel? I mean, I, 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 that's got to be tough work, like going up like a straight wall. You don't know what's up there. You're an eel. And Why then, are you doing that? You're nowhere near the Sargasso Sea. And then you reach the top of that wall however long it takes. Can't be easy. And then, like, you, the can't, you don't see anything up there beyond the wall. There's no water to get to. And you just fall down the other so side. I remember the one and only time I saw a snake at eye level. Nope. I was like 12. I was playing in the swamp behind my house in Wilmington. No. And I looked into the tree. I saw, you know, you see a little movement and stuff. And I look over and there's this green snake just looking at me like a foot away. In a tree. Yeah. So the last time I played in that section of the woods, it was like, nope. Hmm. Have a good time in Busco. Feel free to practice your breaststroke in the lake outside of town or belly flop. But watch out for unwelcome swimming companions like 500-pound snapping turtles and four-foot-long climbing eels. Thanks, Jess. That was crazy. So wow. none of what made any of that crazy had anything to do with Jess, by I the know. Way. It's not Jess's fault. <laughs> that, that, was a, that was just for us. Fairy rings not magical for your yard by Steve Garbaxa. Bollocks. Garbaxka? No, no fairy, rings fairy rings are, are magical. great for your yard. What is a fairy ring? Well, let's well, find I thought out. You were, I thought you were correcting his pronunciation <laughs> of the guy's last name. <laughs> That's why I said Garbaxkas. <laughs> um, no. By no. Steve Bollocks. <laughs> Have you guys <laughs> never seen the fairy rings in Neil's yard? I don't know what a fairy ring is. Read on, my brother. <laughs> During the spring or summer, you may have noticed rings of lush growing grass in the yard. This ring is a turf disease called fairy ring. There are three kinds of fairy rings. One kind appears as lush growing grass. Another is just a ring of mushrooms. And the third one combines the lush grass with the mushrooms. That is the best. That's magic. The rings can vary in size from 1 to 10 feet and may not always appear as a full circle, but as a semicircle or just fragments of a circle. Like a spot that's a fragment of a circle (laughs) (laughs) part of a line (laughs) the lush growth is caused by the release of nutrients particularly nitrogen fairy ring fungi feed on decaying organic matter and often appear where a tree has been removed or decaying tree roots are present or where there is an old thick layer of thatch in the turf there may be an area of dead grass just outside the ring of lush grass this happens because the soil is compacted as the fungi move through it, making it difficult for water to penetrate. Like most fungi, the fairy ring fungi survive the winter in the thatch and soil. In the spring, the dormant fungi... Am I saying that right? It's, it's fungi, <laughs> right? Yeah, fungi. Okay. Okay. I thought it wasn't fungi because that's always the joke. I'm a fungi. Well, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Right, there's something about what did the lichen say to the mushroom? Hey, yeah, I'm a fun guy. Yeah, that's but it's fun guy. Yeah, that that's why the joke works. Let me <laughs> yeah. let me tell you what doing you know this, fungi fun guy. Yeah. Let me tell you what fungi. this podcast has done to me. So I was listening to him say that was very certain that it's pronounced fungi. Didn't want to say anything because I don't trust my thoughts on pronunciation anymore. And see, what happened for me was is I thought George was doing it on purpose me too. just to mess with us. Yep. And I was watching Neil's face, and every time he said it, there was like a little bit of a pained twitch. That no, happened. I saw that out of the corner of my eyes, both eyes. And I'm like, okay, I'm saying it wrong. I must be. Because I said it like eight times. Fungi is the only word in this 
story. But you didn't see it happening across from you because I was just kind of like, I better play this neutral because I'm not 100% that I'm right. You're not helping me at all. I know. I'm like, uh, the vowel <laughs> ratio is <laughs> off. I don't know how to say it. I'm, I almost went fungi. I, I thought you just started adding the word in there just more times. No, than, it's uh, all that and thatch. Down. Yeah. That and thatch are the only words in the <laughs> story. Say what you will. At least that word only has one eye. That's true. Okay. Um, like most... Well, now I feel like I should, I'm committed to it. Like most fun, fun, fungi, the fairy ring fungi, so, it doesn't even sound right. It sounds like a joke. <laughs> what do the fairy ring fungi say to the dormant fungi? Want to come over to my thatch? <laughs> All right. Like most fungi, the fairy ring fungi survive the winter in the thatch and soil. In the spring, the dormant fungi become active and continue to grow outward during the summer and into the fall. Mushrooms may appear in the turf after a heavy rain or watering. To prevent fairy ring, clean up all remnants of wood and keep the thatch layer to under one half inch. If fairy ring is already present in your lawn, there are a few cultural practices that can help to eliminate or mask the problem. To disguise the lush ring, apply nitrogen fertilizer on all of the lawn except the ring of grass. All of the grass will then be dark and lush, and yes, you may have to mow a bit more often. To reduce the compaction caused by fairy ring, heavily aerate the affected area. This will allow more water to penetrate the soil surface and hopefully keep the grass from drying out and turning brown. There are a few fungal products on the market for fairy ring control. Most research say they are a waste of money, and the effect may only be temporary as the organic matter that the fungi feed on are still in the soil. Most fairy rings will outgrow themselves in about four to five years. Be patient. They will eventually fade. As always, happy gardening. So have you ever had fairy ring? Yes. Did you think, my, what lush grass? I thought, what's going on? <laughs> oh, got fairy ring. Fairy yeah. ring. We had one at our house a few months ago. It was all mushrooms. I'd never heard the term before. Just it was did, a though, circle of said. mushrooms? Mm-hmm. You I just thought, oh, a lot of mushrooms. Something spored up, I guess. <laughs> so <you> right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did you do? Did you? And it wasn't even the cool kind. Like I like the ones that you hit and they poof and powder up. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? I don't even know what they're called. Yeah, but there was some video game where if you stepped on that, it would poof up and it would kill you. Yes. Right. So I always assume if I step on one of those and the spores go up in the air, I need to take three steps back because if that I a breathe Zelda in, game? I will die. Was a Zelda game maybe? Maybe. Yeah. Well, what did you do to get rid of them? Or did you not get rid of them? I didn't get rid of them. <laughs> they're still there. Well, no. I mean, they, they rotted and died on their own. I, I have a tendency to let most of the stuff in my lawn just happen on its own. Let Agreed. Take its course. Yeah. Agreed. Perfect. Yeah. And I don't have a green thumb <laughs> for that kind of stuff either. So, like, I had a spot in the backyard where I was burning extra brush, made this probably six-foot-wide bald spot, and then we had to clean it out when we had the wedding in the backyard, so I moved the burn pit, and I was like, oh, it's a big bald spot. So, I, Fairy ring. No. Well, no, I just went to the, the store and bought some grass seed with no idea of, like, what kind of got back there or what that does. It's just, <laughs> this is grass seed. Handful. <laughs> so now if you look at my backyard, there's a very clear green circle <laughs> that is different from everything else. You got ryegrass probably for Maybe. winter, right? So it's green in the winter? I don't know what. No, I got whatever it said, like, grows easy. I was like, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> grass. Just throw it. Grass. Just, just throw a big water. bag that just said grass <laughs> exclamation point. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> it's the best looking spot in my yard. <laughs> Well, the burn spot should grow well, though, right? Because like has grown, grown great. We had a neighbor when we lived in Trent Woods, <laughs> and they were out. She was out burning something in the backyard and lost control of the fire, and it burned our whole backyard. Like, our backyard caught fire, and our another neighbor who was a retired fireman came running out trying to put it out, and our yard was black. It was charred. 
Uh, but then it grew back like really nice and green. Not at this house. No, in Trent Woods. You know what happened in Trent Woods? I just know his backyard at this house is concrete. Which is yes, like, yeah. yes. No, so well, Trent they Woods, gave up the loud paved over it in your yard, and people do it with yeah. reckless abandon. <laughs> yes, I was like, do you know what? You know, River Bend, you're not allowed, and people burn stuff in their backyard with reckless abandon. Like <laughs> nobody a, cares. This was an older lady, and she was out there like dressed up in a pantsuit, burning, <laughs> and she started like it was getting out of control, and she had this big rake, and she just started fanning it. <laughs> and it's like, wait, no, she was just making it spread. So, so she knew what she was doing. I she guess. just didn't like. You guys. But the neighbor in the middle was like, came running out there. It was scary. We had little kids. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I'm sitting like, on the deck going, oh no. I just came from the store and bought this bag that says pantsuit exclamation point. <laughs> it says grass fire. So when I when I lived in Zebulon, we lived in Zebulon, North Carolina until I was um I think I was twelve when we moved, somewhere close to that to that anyway. And there was this kid that lived a few houses down sort of around the corner from us named chip and chip set shit on fire. Like there was a field of like, it wasn't wheat, but you know, that tall sort of wild grass, barley, (laughs) (laughs) amber waves of barley. Yes. Okay. We'll just call it barley. So we don't get into that discussion, but um, like for like a month and a half, like it seemed like every week the fire department was over there. And one of them, he set this massive field, of grass on fire and it just just blew on through it's like holy crap but yeah chip was he was always starting fires oh yeah like his dad would come home just shaking his head because you know there are like six fire trucks and the sheriff is out there because it's like the third or fourth time he's done some all right we cut we cut to chip's house (laughs) dad has just come home chip yeah you've been setting fires again chip well not a question chip you've been setting fires i wasn't gonna deny it dad Prescribed burns are important. Right. When they're prescribed. Who prescribes them? The fire department. I'm a fireman. You're a fire starter. You bought me that fireman's suit for Halloween, and I wear it every time I start a fire. I didn't didn't buy that to encourage you. I had it on this morning before I started that fire, Dad. I know what I'm doing. I got the garden hose. Well, our neighbor wants to talk about it because you burned his fairy ring. He always wants to talk about it. You burned his fairy ring. So I've invited Mr. Jacobs to come over. All right. I want you to talk. I want you to take that outfit off, though. I don't think you'll believe that you're a fireman. Well, if I don't keep it on, you, you said firemen are the ones who do prescribed burns. I... Yes, come on in. Hey, what? there he is. That's the one. Hey, Mr. Jacobs. What's going on, Chip? Doing a few prescribed burns again. I see that. Who prescribed you to burn my backyard? Well, I'm, I'm a fireman. Can't you tell by my suit? Bill, I'm sorry. You got I... a lot of sticks, and you don't rake a lot. And, well, that's know, my got... business. I like Aaron, having sticks. You got... Errant fairy rings all over the place, fungi going crazy. You should I mean, stop being so difficult. Instead of being hard to be around, try to be a fungi. I thought I was. I mean, I got this snazzy red suit on and Chip, hat, cool here's hat. what we're gonna do. I've told it's Mr. Not Jacobs. Snazzy. I've told Mr. Jacobs you're gonna come over to his yard once a week for the next month to do work. And do out a there. burn. No, no, not to do a burn. Mr. Jacobs has hey, some nothing left to burn, you little crepper. Oh, now, easy now. Let's keep it civil. He's, you're going to go over there, and you're going to do some projects that he's got for you. All right. Well, I'll bring my lighter. No, don't bring your lighter. Cut to Mr. Jacobs' yard one week later. All right. So over here, this is the burn pile. Stay away from that. Oh, I like the burn pile. No, no, no. Listen up now. This is only for when I need to burn something one day. The day is not today. What I need you to do is stay over here by my chickens. 
Now, this chicken is pretty. They taste good when you roast them just right. Well, well now, you ain't going to cook my chicken in the fields. I know what I need you to do is just go over here and just talk gentle to the chickens. It's what keeps them relaxed and makes it easy for me to, to, to coax them into their demise when it's time for me to do so. I don't think that rooster likes my red suit. Well, I'll He's be honest with you, Chip. Funny. I don't like it either. It's really strange and off-putting. Your dad got it for you before puberty, and clearly it does not fit. Well, he won't buy me another one, I, and I'm a fireman. Chip, the suit does not make you a fireman. You got to look inside to be a fireman. I mean, you But look- I did, and every time I look inside and then I set something on fire, you guys get all pissed off. Jacobs, Jacobs, oh, oh, wait, oh, a fireman, oh, thank God. Yeah. Okay, no, I got a grease fire in my kitchen. I can't get it out. I, I'm afraid it's going to spread to the cabinets. I need... Oh, I need it a, probably will. Can I come watch? I what? need a fire... No, I need I need a fireman's help, and, and well, Jacobs, I know you're... This, I don't, yeah, I don't know what you're about. Let's get on over there. Yeah, but this guy's dressed like a fireman. He looks like a fun guy. Uh, why don't we, I, I need some help. It's going to get to the cabinets, and I'm going to lose the whole house. Okay, let's get over there real quick. All right, let's go. Cut right. to the house. All right. Well, here it is. The flames. Yeah. Over the, the the fire. Okay. Oh, well, I need I need you here, to just do spray this. For, okay. Here we go. Oh dear God! It's yeah, that's fire. Great. What the hell was that? Oh man, that lit those cabinets right up. Oh, oh it's getting to the drapes. That's right. uh, this is bad. You really should call nine one one. No, I got to back out of here a little present. bit. I need you to. Why are you dressed like that? I just do prescribed burns, actually. Prescribed? So, yeah. yeah no, this one's already going. This is, I need this to go. I need a prescription. Oh, it's for, going for sure, yeah. I, you should I, call 911. Spread to my chickens. Oh, my God. It's spread across to my chickens. They're starting to roast. Get some salt on them. This you don't is, want chickens without seasoning. This is a disaster. I need it to be prescribed to somewhere else. Not cut, my Cut kid. back to Chip's house. Chip. Yeah, Dad. You set fire to our other neighbor's house. I did not. I understand not. you didn't start the grease fire. I did not. I gave him the can, and then he instructed him how to spray it, so I didn't set fire to anything. I think we need to direct you into some other hobbies. And I, I, I'm going to own the fact that I bought you a fireman suit, and you got confused. So we got to come up with another hobby for you. We cut to a costume shop. Well, hi, fellas. Welcome. Come on in. Uh, oh, I see uh, your teen has already got himself a fireman's uh, costume. We don't, we don't want to talk, but we want to replace that. Oh, so. we got another fireman's costume. No, I, yes. Let's yes. think about something else you have that might be a more positive aspiration for him. So, like a what policeman's sp- uniform? Yeah, yeah, we certainly got one of those. Oh, that might work. So, Chip. Do you want the sexy policeman uniform or uh, the well, more really th- sexy policeman uniform? <laughs> Probably just sexy. I'm still underage. Do we have any that has less sexy? Like just... You know, a badge and a hat and maybe a, a sharp blue shirt with a crease. I, I do have. I mean, I could just not tie the sexy knot in the front, Dad, and maybe just tuck knot. it in. Well, we don't want it just open. Um, it doesn't have buttons. Well, I do have the Law & Order special. It's just a badge you hang around your neck. You, you look more like a well, gristled, like a detective? hard detective. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd I be could great. do that for you. Okay. Well, right, well that... That sounds good. No. Okay. Well, it only comes with the badge. The rest is, I mean, to be sexy. It's we just cut to fifteen minutes later. The sun comes out of the dressing room in the regular Law and Order costume for everyone to check out. What do you think, Dad? What would you think? Do you feel like starting a fire? Uh, do you feel like starting a fire? No, not at all. Not at all. So I um, just feel like trying to raise my son. 
You get a little defensive here. Uh, no, no, no. I've never Someone barges fire. into the costume shop. Oh, my God. I need a telephone. There's been a murder in the... Oh, thank God. A detective. Oh, oh yeah. God. Oh, there's yeah. been a murder in the parking lot. There were the gunshots. It was terrible. It was... Wait a minute. I think, though... No offense to you, sir. I think what we need is a sexy detective, though. Wait. Hold on. How's that? I need... Whoa. Oh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I must not have noticed you had your, your T-shirt tied in a knot up top. That's very sexy. Okay. No returns on chip. those stockings, oh. by the way. No, You're going to keep those stockings That's now. fine. That's fine. All right. Look, I don't know what's going on here, but there's been a sexy murder outside, and we need a sexy detective to take care I'm, of this. Here I am. All right. Uh, uh, well, hold on. Dad, uh, what was your name? My name is Henry. Henry, uh, why don't you put on this sexy corners costume and head on out there oh, with your God. son? Okay, fine. There is a Anything dead body, and it's moment. very sexy. So I just the lab coat just ties up here. Is that what it is? Tighten a knot, Dad. Come on. Okay, fine. they're waiting. Right. Tighten a knot. Fine, the fine. Yeah, no the zipper. Keep that down. It's Any, a onesie, anything, but it's more of a hazy. Anything to teach my son a lesson. Cut to the parking lot. All right. Oh, God. Here's the sexy corpse. Wow. What is sexy about this? It's just... Uh. <laughs> In <laughs> Repurpose plastic shopping bags by Ashley Hoos. Unless you're a regular Aldi shopper, where you either bring your own bags or pay for paper or plastic... Chances are you bring home your fair share of plastic bags each week. Well, unless you're in the practice of bringing reusable bags everywhere you shop. For many of us... So if we do, can we stop now? Or yeah. is that... Story's over. Yeah. Perfect. Do you do that? Reusable bags? It, as, much as, as much as I remember, yes. Will they let you bring back plastic bags from that shop? Use those? I don't think you want to. They don't, they don't survive yeah. well. You're better okay. off just buying a reusable bag if we don't put the reusable bag back in the car after we bring the groceries in then we're not going to remember it i don't have a reusable bag really yeah i got tons of them really they go by your house before i go shopping mostly because i buy the reusable bags about half the damn time i go to the grocery store i saw where somebody just took a a laundry basket to aldi yeah that's that's really smart it is that's real smart just put it they put the laundry basket inside of the shopping cart scoot 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 laundry basket that's really smart Anywhere you yeah, do your grocery nice. shopping. It really is. In Mexico, you don't have an option. You have to buy the bag or you don't have a bag. Like they don't have paper. Well, mo- most most places, most countries are like that. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's a couple of grocery stores in the U.S. like that now, too. Is that Aldi? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Aldi's always been like that. Like you have to put a quarter in to get the cart. The reusable bags hold a lot more stuff. And that's the one thing I like about them. So okay. I'll walk out break. with like two or three bags instead of six or eight. Yep. Yeah. Well, unless you're in the practice of bringing usable bags everywhere you shop. For many of us, that means having a potato bin, coffee can, or other space filled beyond capacity with plastic bags from Walmart, Mijer, Dollar General, whatever stores we frequent. There are so many ways to repurpose those bags into something more useful, like, say, a doormat. Locally. Oh, wait, whoa, what? Yeah. I, is something I can do? Wait, we're using plastic bags as so, a doormat? So there are places that will weave these plastic bags. Oh. Into things like they'll make blankets and all sorts of stuff. I envisioned or, laying a plastic bag in front of my door. <laughs> That's what I was like. Saying. What holds it there? What holds it there? And why would I step on it? Yeah, what happens is because it, there's like a little corner that's created there by your door. So when right. the rain comes, it just does the little yeah. American stay. Beauty circle bag dance. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. And then you have to grab it and step on it real yeah, quick. Exactly. Okay. So we're supposed to weave these into, into doormats. Yeah. I'm not I bet it's going to get into some of this in the article. Caveman style. Locally, the Warped Sisters 
a group of sisters with a passion for fiber arts and weaving, have woven rugs out of plastic bags that can periodically be purchased at art shows and fiber fairs. Fiber fair? Yeah, we're just going to let that go. <laughs> plastic. <laughs> that, is a, that is a deep rabbit hole if we, yeah. Plastic bags, uh, that's what your, your lower intestine is also known as the fiber fair. <laughs> plastic bags could also be crocheted into rugs. So it's like the worst, like, summer festival ever. <laughs> you can go see your favorite fair. band at the fiber fair? <laughs> Who's the headlining band at fiber fair? Sponsored by Miralax. No, 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 no. Who's number two? <laughs> that's the one you want to sit down and watch for a while. <laughs> Plastic bags can also be crocheted into rugs, unless you've used them to clean out the litter box. There are patterns available. Oh, no, you still can. Yeah, I guess you could. There are patterns available online uh, at sites like MyRecycledBags.com that walk you through the steps to make your own plastic bag rug. I kind of want to do that now. I think BoredAsHell.org has some uh, (laughs) some patterns, too. Plastic bags woven together also come in handy in the garden to collect produce. Wait, bags can hold crap? Wait. <laughs> Only after you weave them together. Wait. <laughs> you can use bags to hold things? Yeah. There's a there's a website dedicated to it. Radmegan.com. Open bag. <laughs> place produce inside. Close bag. Weave the bags Mind and blown. use some tape to create a sturdy basket to carry to be washed produce from the garden to the house. Wait, wait, wait. So by taping up the opening up top and now the bag becomes a basket? But wait, there's more. No, there no, there wasn't a there you didn't start with anything. The bag was still a bag. The same basket can even be used to store more bags. Plastic bags. Yes. No, no, it's a bag. Right. We put our plastic bags in other plastic bags to store but, them. But that makes the one outside right. a basket. Exactly. No. Apparently, go to www.radmagan.com. .gov. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to Rad Megan. Don't forget to smash that subscribe button. <laughs> okay, we cut to. You've been sacked. <laughs> we cut to a cemetery. Uh, funeral service has ended. The uh, casket is being lowered into the ground. Member of the family, the bereaved, has uh, approached. One of the morticians. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why, why is it going into the ground? Well, the, the service is over. And so yeah? we're going to, well, we got to finish this. We have to put it in the ground. We have to cover it up with earth. Cover with, it. wait, you're going to bury it? Yes. Oh, yes. Do I, you, I, look, I know you work here. You understand how much money I just paid for that. Yes, I do. Okay. Yes, I do. And, okay. and I, I, I know that this is not something you've probably gone through a lot, but trust me, I'm a professional. Oh, no, no, no. Is, no, we, we've gone through this before. Yeah, You've, we used a different funeral home when my mother passed away. Um, yeah, and so they let us keep the coffin. Well, um, what, what what did you do with it? David, well, I got a pickup truck here. I'm ready whenever you are. All right, I pre- uh, just one moment. I'm trying to clear things up here. They're trying to bury it. No, no, look. You got to understand. What? Yeah, they're trying to bury it. Look, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let uh, me know when you got it squared away. I'll I'm be sleeping working. in a cab. Yeah, look, uh, hopefully he's reasonable. This, this coffin yeah. is holding yes. the remains of your cousin? Yeah, and, it, yeah. and we got a lot of great pictures. It looks nice and formal. It's great. But now he's going into the earth, right. and he's going to decompose. Right. What's he need a box for? Okay, I can use a box. 
are he you, don't are you said, he's not going to know the difference. Well, right, right. But yeah. I'm I'm obligated to it, you keep those shovels away from that hole. Why dig this hole in here for Sir. man? I could have dug a much smaller hole. David, that, the little league game is starting soon. I gotta get the container for the ice. Now come on, okay. bring it over here. Okay, you David, hear that? Okay. David, is your name is David. What's up? All right, so I have my worker here, yeah. Chauncey. Chauncey, oh. he's ready to go with hey, the shovel. Chauncey. <laughs> You understand the regulations. I can't. Are you suggesting I put your cousin just in the dirt with no uh, coffin? Yeah, cavemen did it millions of years ago. Worked fine for them. It's going to decompose no matter what. Look, we got some thirsty little leaguers out there, and we got a bunch of really warm Capri Suns that need to be put on ice. Okay? You're going to fill the coffin with ice and Capri Suns. Oh, that sounds good. Chauncey, Chauncey, no, it does. It oh, does I sound want good. a Capri Sun. It, it's hot out. I okay, know. Okay, well, they're all I, warm I, right now. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So, look, the sooner that we dump that body out into the hole, sir, we sir, can sir, ice sir. down those Capri Suns. Coffins are single use traditionally. What? No, they are. They well, are. Uh, and they should have been understood. Chauncey. Oh, are you serious? Are, are you going to talk about what we talked about last week that we're not supposed to mention? Okay, I'm sorry. Are you, no. you going to talk about it? No, well, wait. Not. Well, okay, we're, never. we're not going to talk no, about wait, it, right, Chauncey? Nope. nope. Okay. Chauncey, what's going on? Because you, you seem like a man, much like myself, who thinks a single-use item is a waste, okay? We only got one Earth. I bet you don't even recycle plastic bags, do you? Because you they just end up in the dirt. Well, I use them for cat litter. Oh, and where does it go after that? goes into the Earth. And here you are taking this perfectly good coffin here made of God knows how much material. Some of it probably oh, synthetic. Oh God! Oh Chauncey? God! Was it? Was that cat litter? What? It was right next to the crematorium. Oh my God! What? What did you do, Chauncey? Well, I put the plastic bag of what I thought was the remains in the urn on Tuesday, but I uh, I think I put cat poop in an urn. Bill, you get you can understand why hey, we don't. We need to keep things simple. Buried in the earth afterwards. Funny story. <laughs> oh. <laughs> David, that's come what's on. important. Come, they are thirsty. Okay, at the game that I did not postpone on the day of my cousin's funeral. It is true that you, your family, paid for the coffin. Yep. It is true that it, in some respects, belongs to you. In all respects. But I cannot put a body of the body of your cousin in this ground. You're gonna have to. If you can take the coffin, you take the body. What? Regulations. That's sure. fine. I got an extra chair. I'm sure we can find a use for it. I got an extra chair. We cut to the little league game. What do you mean the umpire didn't show up? Uh, I got an idea. What if we take your cousin huh? and we just prop him up and I'll scream from, I'll just sit right behind him and I'll yell like I'm the ump. Well, waste not, want not. We cut to the game. What are you blind? <laughs> Come on, ref. That was clearly a strike. Ball. Oh, oh. You, you heard him. You heard him. That's Why ball. is the ref wearing his Sunday best? Dad like to look nice. He wants to look nice. But where's his striped uniform and hat? Hey, everybody calm down, okay? I think I know what's going on here, okay? It's a hot day. Everyone's working up a sweat. Why don't y'all come on over to the coffin over here? Get yourselves a nice cold Capri Sun. I okay. really appreciate you guys inviting me over here to be able to have a Capri Sun. I've, I've worked so hard today. Chauncey, I appreciate your silence. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've just never never been good at sticking this hole in the straw in the hole and oh darn it I sprayed this Capri Sun in my face. Okay, so you know what I was gonna use the coffin for? What? <laughs> Grocery shopping? Uh no. I was I was gonna use it like to put a, a chip dip 
<laughs> at the after at the reception yeah. <laughs> for the funeral. Yeah. <laughs> the Just way. a whole bunch of chip dip <laughs> in a coffin. We cut to the costume shop. <laughs> so you say you got an umpire dressed in a Sunday suit and you need a new uniform. Yeah, and make it sexy. <laughs> I only got sexy. Make it real sexy. Sexy umpire. Need sexy corpse umpire. All right, here you go. Here's a sexy umpire. It's- <laughs> <laughs> Crossing the Finish Line by Kayla Brennan. The excuse most of us use not to work out cannot really be used anymore. So what's that excuse? I don't have time. I'm lazy. I... <laughs> I, I got to go down to the funeral store and haggle over a coffin. Oh, it's it's too expensive. Cold I, weather. No, that's not it. I'll say, which is almost never an issue here, actually. Yeah. Um, but cold weather. While many still choose to run outside in the cold, snowy weather, some use it as an excuse. Beginning a running journey is sometimes difficult, especially if you don't know where to start. When it comes to running a 5K race, there are many different opinions of how, how training should be done. Two seasoned runners offer their advice to new runners. Randy Hauser, owner of Legends Running Shop in Angola, has been running since forever, as he puts it. He's been running since high school and often competes in marathons. He even competes in the Boston Marathon and in 2013 crossed the finish line a few minutes before the bombs exploded. We ran right past it, Hauser said. They were in the crowd when we ran by. We were just lucky. We said there is one characteristic of a good runner. Why, why are you going to write an article about getting people to run? And, and then talk the, about bombs. Right. In the yeah. second paragraph, you talk about like the most tragic event in running, I think, ever. Yeah. Um, and it's a 5K. I mean, Craig, if you were to give me advice on how to train for running a 5K, what would you say? Walk. Right. Or just put one foot in front of the other? <laughs> yeah. Just put one foot in front of the other for the 5K. You can do a 5K. Right. Yes. Yeah. Right. He said there's one characteristic of a good runner, and it's the most important one of all. Don't give up, Hauser said. That's the number one thing. Just don't give up. Make up your mind that you're going to do that. He recommends running with a friend because you're less likely to bail on your workout if you have a friend keeping you accountable. Oftentimes, both people will choose to go because they promised their friend that they would. That way you have a partner in crime, Hauser said. It gives you a little bit of accountability other than just yourself. You can talk yourself out of it or come up with so many excuses. You can find any excuse anytime you want. Cut to uh, January 1st at the local gym. A man has walked in who clearly has not been in gym for a while. Yes, sir. I'd like to sign up for membership. To what? Uh, to the gym. This, oh. This gym. I just uh, Oh, so you're, you, you're aware of where you are. Okay. Um, sure. Um, I, yeah, we can do that. Uh, we, have a, we have a policy here at Jim's Gym, um, and that is everyone is welcome. Good. This is my part of my New Year's resolution. I... Yeah, I do yeah, this about hey. every 10 years, but this time I'm hoping it'll stick. Hey, how are you? I'm I'm Jim. Good. I'm Jim. Oh, hi. Jim, of Jim's Jim, you're I, the owner? Yes. Okay. I'm Jim of Jim of Jim's Jim. Oh, my name is uh, Curtis. Curtis, ah, nice yeah. to meet you. You've been doing this for a while. You know, well, not we see here. every January. I own a couple of the, the, the gyms in town. Okay. This is just the one that, that is right. Jim's Jim. So, okay. Um, in fact, I know you canceled in November. Gym? Yeah, oh, Kim's my I wife. I so, oh, okay. Yep. All right. So, we, we have a new program that I think is actually going to work better for you. All right. Um, well, lay it on me, Jim. So, um, Personal trainer? Actually, it's even better. Yeah. Are, you, are you ready okay. for this? Yeah. Steve! Yeah! What's um, up, Jim? How hey, you doing, boss? I'm doing, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm hey, good. We might have another client for you. All Hi, right. Steve. So, I'm, so, I'm Curtis. So, Curtis, here's what Shut Steve up. does. He's going to write out a workout plan for you. Okay. Sounds good. And then he's going to do it. 
He's going to do the workout plan? Yeah. The, you don't ever out? have to show up again. Wait, he's going to do the exercises? Yeah. I'm going to look great. So you pay the fee. You come up with what you wished you looked like, and he's going to achieve that. I'm going to do it. He'll send you selfies. Selfies of, of himself. Of himself. That's yeah, what well, a selfie can, is. You can pay extra for the social media takeover, and then I just post directly to your account. That works, too. Are you going to post pictures of you on my account at the gym? Yeah, but people will think it's you because it'll be on your account. You're obviously never going to look. Let's be honest, Curtis. You're obviously never, ever going to do this. But my goal is to do this. It's my resolution. It's been your resolution for the past decade. But 2022 is a new year. So here's a picture of you at 2011 when you first came in. Okay. To uh, Jamie's gym. Jamie's gym. Yep, that was my first one. So, and here's the 10 pictures in succession that you've been at all of us. And if you'll notice, there's a significant uh, weight increase. Yes. Um, Oddly, look at it. You're wearing the same shirt you did in 2014. Look, you fill it out quite a bit better. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, you're never going to do this. So, what, this is the quitters package? No, look, this is a way for you to be successful. The workout plan that you write will be completed. Basically, I pay Steve to work out. Correct. And what do I get and out I'm of this? I'm going to love it. And you're going to love the way I look. That way, look, you know your membership is getting used. Right now, you're throwing it away. You come three or four times at the most, and then you just quit showing up. Well, I, can I come hang out and, and drink the energy drinks? You can. You can actually. We have an observation platform. Uh, okay. You see a few people standing So I can watch there. Steve work out? Exactly. Now, only Steve. You can't come watch anybody else. You can only That's watch weird. your person. It's weird to watch other people work yeah. out. So like I'm a, but when you watch me, like eye contact the whole time. It is true, which does also get kind of weird sometimes, but that's a, to each his own. All right. And hey, Jim, if it helps, don't forget to tell them about the, uh, the extra fee for the face Photoshop. Oh, yeah, I forgot. If you allow them access to your social media for right. an extra $10, they'll actually do... Uh, per month. Uh, they'll actually electronically put your face onto his body. Which is already going to look kind of weird with the with your jowls and whatnot, but but we're pretty a, good with the Photoshop. Body. We're pretty jowls, good. pretty good, pretty good. Let's be honest, you got jowls. I, well, that's part of the reason I came to the gym was to work on my jowls. And look how quickly you gave up on that dream. I mean, we're that's sitting here point. talking, aren't we? That's a fair point. Well, let me ask you this now, Steve. Are you available for things other than the gym? Like I have other areas in my life I'd like to to work on. Oh yeah. Okay. Cut to the anniversary dinner. Um, ex- excuse me. I bet this is some sort of fun singing telegram or something, isn't it? You know what <laughs> it is, is, baby. So funny. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, baby. No, 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 no. I don't know who you are, but if you try to touch me again, I'm going to mace you. Okay, fair enough. You want to touch me? It's allowed. Sort of. Whoa, whoa, um, whoa. Hold on, uh, honey. What, you there said, you, you are. said close enough to touch, but can't touch. There you are. I want that to continue on this evening. What is this guy touched me and... You need to take care of it. That was inappropriate. It's our anniversary, and I expect you to defend my honor. Get him. Okay, honey. He looks like he works out a lot, but I think he you can does. take him because you've been going to the gym. I have I've been seen going the pictures to the gym. on seen, Facebook. You've seen all the pictures. I you? have seen the pictures on yeah. Facebook. Get him. By get him, you mean have a stern word with him? No. You he mean- tried to touch me, and you need to kick his ass. Well, now let me explain something. Um, you know, I've been working hard at the gym. Yes, and also, I've and been, you're looking I've great. Been, I've been working a lot more at the office. Are you blind? Not really. Uh, that's a weird question. I mean, I haven't seen him naked in a while, but that's he doesn't want to. That's obvious. 
Suddenly, there's a tapping on a window nearby. Thankfully, only real Steve can hear it, so he discreetly goes over and opens the window. Or real, I'm sorry, real Curtis. Real Curtis. Steve, stop. I mean, Steve's real too, but I'm talking about the real Curtis and not the one who's being paid to go by Curtis. Honey, Curtis, Steve, give me just a second. Hey, hey, hey it's me from the gym. Hey, hey yes, yeah. Kevin, right? Yeah, Kevin, look. I'll real let, Kevin? I, yeah, okay, so I think this is probably a good time to let you know about another special service for oh. a little extra fee here. Okay, okay please. Okay. I'm in a kind of weird situation yeah, I, know, I know you are. Okay, if you give me $200 right now, I will send the signal to uh, fake Curtis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he will totally... If you go to fight him, yo, know, he'll he will succumb. He will he will he will let I'll you kick his him. ass. Well, uh, you know, try to pull the punch a little bit. Just fall I'll be over. the hero. Yeah, even though he could totally kick your ass. Well, Honey, I'm, you better get back over here and take care of this. He's do asking it. me to do touch it now. him. Put it on again. my cap. Give me two hundred dollars. No, I need it. In I cash. can't do it to the class. You, I need I need cash right now. Why do you keep asking me to touch you? This is very strange. Although your buttocks does look very firm, I, I don't want to grab it. I hard, and I feel like I'm underappreciated. Look, I'm good for it. No, you're not. You're a quitter. Bunch of, bunch of, bunch of, bunch of small town news. Bunch of, bunch of, bunch of, bunch of small town news. Bunch of, bunch of, bunch of, bunch of small town news. You've just tolerated another episode of Small Town News, a production of Small Town News, LLC. Today's episode of Small Town News was inspired by the Chupacabra News of Chupacabra, Indiana. And stories written by Steve Chupacabra, Ashley Hoos, Kayla Brennan, Megan Grieve, and one or two unnamed staffers of Chupacabra. RadicalMegan.com Episodes are performed and produced by Chupacabra Boyd, Chupacabra Oliver, Chupacabra Oliver, and Chupacabra Ramey. Researched by Dr. Jessica Bellyflop Saxon. Music performed by Jorge Chupacabre. <laughs> this episode was recorded in the historic Clark's Drugstore building in New Bern, North Carolina. Small Town News is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon, Facebook Podcasts, and your grandmother's gramophone. Like what you hear? Leave us a review and subscribe so you never miss an episode. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram for behind-the-scenes photos, exclusive updates, and opportunities to share your favorite small town news. Thanks for joining us. And remember, that's one of the employees at the window. He's, he's tapping on the window, but only real guy can hear it, thank goodness. Oh, wait, no, not that real guy. But the other not you. Guy. The other guy is real. Yeah, no, I said the wrong name. I said your real name, but I meant his name for real because you're the fake. And then and then they have a private conversation at the window. At the window. Damn it, I tapping. found myself in the Matrix again. <laughs> It's a sexy corpse. (laughs) What What does that mean? What makes it sexy? I don't want to answer. And then he goes, oh. (laughs) Thank God for that. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh.